0: Hey, man, and welcome to the Badom Chain with Carl. Howdy, my riders, and welcome back to the Badom Chain with Carl, man. Appreciate y'all coming back to me, man. You know, I've been gone for a few weeks. Uh, it's what happens when uh, you spill a beverage on your computer and kill your computer, you know. <laughs> but you know it's been a blessing and a curse man you know the curse being that i had a uh, um, a backlog of interviews you know i had like four or five interviews already saved and all i had to do is edit and uh, release to you good people and boom, it kind of went away so i had to do a little research found a new computer i'm back to pc now which is um i thought it was gonna be easier because I grew up being a PC person but I guess I got a little too Macified you know so I'm having to relearn these programs learning now as we speak as I'm editing this episode for you fine people Uh, but man it's been a blessing I I tell you the blessing side being that I've got to redo these interviews and I feel like so far so good man I think they've gotten better Um, so you're welcome All right, man Let's jump into it, okay? Jason Marston. Jason is an actor. Jason is a voiceover actor as well. Um, a lot of people around my age, you know, we grew up watching Jason. You know, stuff like Step by Step, uh, Full House, Boy Meets World, you know. Uh, he still acts to this day, man. Go check him out. IMDb, you know, laundry list of credits. Uh, like I said, voiceover stuff. He was Binks the Cat. He was Max Goof. Just go check him out, dude. But what a lot of you people may not know was that Jason has put his hat into the stand-up comedy realm, right? So what follows is a great conversation, you know, about comedy. And, and me and Jason, after our, uh, during our conversation, we found out we uh, kind of started around the same time, you know, which is which is fantastic. Um, so check it out, man. Great interview. Great dude, man. I'm going to play a clip that... Uh, Jason shared with me of his animation reel, man. So you guys get to hear um, some of his various voices over the years that he's done for cartoons. Thought it would be a cool warm-up for our interview, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Jason Marsden. <laughs>
1: nice going, Max. Don't be afraid. I just want to help you. You're safe in the pride lands. My buddy Blue BB, the Beetle, the Beetle. Can't believe people think this is junk I'll find a use for all of it. No talking back! The real Kate's in charge. I- on the other side of none of your business valley we can thin out their ranks we can make a run for the door be the first day of summer already we are kids this is halloween any questions i didn't think so i challenge you to a shaolin showdown well it's gotta say something about all this gear i got Clark. Clark Kent. yeah yes stevenson my name is red star and you may go at any time you wish bubba You just opened up a six pack! No 500 pound thug's gonna intimidate danger, Duck! Are you Kim Possible? I'm sorry, dude, I know you. It makes it easier to sneak away from goblins. We'll change the name of the strip to NERMAL! Let's quit pushing fun around here. This house is haunted, true or false? You think you can save Sarah? Betty didn't see this coming when he was having his coffee this morning. Prescott! I saw him heading towards Club 13! I heard you, but the princess thing? Come on, that's the oldest one in the book. I sense your presence, Jaden. Oh, great! You made me miss the ending. Captain Connish! And you couldn't catch me if your life depended on it! Yikes! Yeah, Look, sorry guys, I didn't mean to scare you. Jason, what's happening, brother? The Badom Ching. Hey, you got that with right. Carl. I will walk I will walk around my house and just say that. Really? It's just it's I love the way you say it, the being the Badom chang <laughs> with Carl. It's like <laughs> such a great voice.
0: Oh, uh, thanks, man. You know.
1: <laughs> I got something funny to share with you. Please. Uh when I started listening to your podcast, which I love mm. by the way, because it, it's you're talking to everybody I know, and I love the, the local uh national comic scene. Hell yeah. It's so much fun. And uh, and I'm in my kitchen. I want, and I and I asked the AI. I was like, "Hey Alexa, uh, play the badam chang." And instead of playing you, they started playing like 19th century French love songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up really enjoying it. And it just started to snow. And it and it and it was a perfect like backdrop to to the snow so in a way like your your podcast led inadvertently to a, a a nice moment in my quarantined life
0: oh perfect like in an inadvertently i didn't mean to so i i, I do appreciate <laughs> <It's>, it. Sure. <laughs> you say 19th they, 19th century french music is that what it was
1: um or is it i might be saying it wrong i'm i'm uh it's think early 20s 30s uh uh french french music I'm butchering the language, of course. Uh, (laughs) That was that sounded authentic to me. Oh, thanks. Merci. (laughs) Ah, there it is. To the extent. (laughs) What's going on with you? What's going on with Carl? Uh man, you
0: know, uh kind of looking at it, you know. (laughs) 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 I'm still here. We we took that little slight break, you know, because I had that. I had that mishap with the uh, with the laptop. I, I didn't really disclose to you, and, and this is our first episode coming back, by the way. Okay. Oh, so wow. I'm excited about oh, excellent.
1: that. Excellent. Excellent. And
0: uh, so I might as well just disclose it now, man. I'll tell you what happened. I was I was done with um, with a guest, uh, an upcoming guest, so to speak, yes. and I was editing that. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, I was editing your podcast. I just got done with his, and I was editing our time because we recorded an episode just- what like a month ago. You yes, know. this is our second conversation.
1: Yes, yes, this is
0: our second conversation. And I was editing that one. I was like, sweet, I'm almost done. And I had a, our um, prefaces was saying I was having a, an adult beverage, you know, yes. a large adult <laughs> beverage. Yeah. And I was like, sweet, I'm almost done. And I spilled no. <laughs> 22 ounces of glory on my laptop. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. And then I could just slowly oh. see everything go. Yeah along with my hopes and aspirations and yeah. and dreams. It's so. like watching
1: a child, your child or a beloved pet, like get run over by a train. It's like, it's the same, and it's it's horrible that we have these feelings towards our technology, but that's like the first thing you're like, no. <laughs> no
0: why, why <laughs> me, you know? What, a,
1: what am I going to do now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and like I, I, the next day, I was like, you know what, it's gonna be fine. I'm taking down the street, and yeah. and local guys down here, they're really, they're really great. But okay, I, and when I brought it in, I, I was like, uh, you know, I kind of spilled mm-hmm. something on it. It's like was an alcoholic beverage. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, God, judge me. It's like, yeah, <laughs>
1: and,
0: and he's like, uh, let me ask you, this, did you try to turn it on? I was like, yeah, and he just he he didn't say anything. He just shook his head, uh. like like he was a disappointed father. You know, he's <laughs> like didn't know that you weren't supposed to try to turn it on aren't you, you supposed know?
1: to try to suscitate something that's 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 gone unconscious That's it a was a it was a natural reaction i was giving it mouth to mouth you know actually
0: <laughs> I, I was i was just trying to get that beverage back you yes know what I, mean? I was pouring it pouring my computer back into the drink into the into the glass <laughs>
1: i can imagine like lifting it up just sipping i can, I can almost hear the sip the the, the crying and the sipping <laughs> please please come back. <laughs>
0: But having said that, you know, I got a new computer. This is a new day, a new era. There's Yay. no there's no big adult beverage. There's just a uh, me and a, and a glass of tea tonight. So all
1: right. They keep that away because that, that'll still do the same bit of damage.
0: Oh, dang. Yeah, you're right. Arms. But apparently this is a uh, happy tea. They said you drink this tea. And it makes you happy. So, oh, right, you know, maybe if I do spill it, then, uh, you know, the,
1: it'll it be really OK. Happy. It'll be Excellent. OK. You know. Dig it, dig it, dig it. <laughs>
0: Well having said that, man, I appreciate you hanging out again. My, my pleasure. And uh
1: uh Yeah, yeah man. I said I said like I loved our conversation before, and uh and I'll talk about myself all day. But I uh but I wanted I wanted I'm and I'm happy to talk about my career again, but I definitely want to talk, um I want to talk stand-up. I want to talk about the local stand-up because you and I uh you started a couple years ago, right? I did, yeah. And I feel like you and I kind of started about the same time, and you're I think it would be a great helpful conversation for me anyway i'd love to know yeah like, like that, your, your point of view of uh, of doing it here yeah
0: let's jump in right into that man because I, I had quick questions about that when you reached out and said hey man i'd like to talk more you know about doing stand-up yeah yeah um so you kind of maybe answer my question where did you start doing stand-up was it here in nashville
1: it was here in nashville um you know you you discover quickly well i always knew uh that nashville had like a comic a comedian a comedy comedy scene beyond just zany's <laughs> Um, cause I produced, uh, the Mars variety show and I would do it live and I would find local comics, uh, like DJ Buckley and, uh, um, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Ortiz to come in and perform for me. Yeah. Um, so I knew I was aware of it and I've always wanted to try it because as an actor, it, I, I, I feel like I need to unlearn a lot of bad habits that, hmm. that, that, uh, Stand up can definitely cure, like learning how to fail in front of an audience. You know, learning to be vulnerable. Because most of my most of my career, we'll talk about that in a second, is is sitcoms, and I'm not knocking my career, mm-hmm. but they, but they, you know, I'm, I show up to work. This, the script is written for me. The audience on audience day is is programmed to laugh at these certain places. You can't fail. You're, you know, you know, you can't fail. So I've always been a fan of stand up. Uh, ever since i was a kid and uh and i decided to just try some open mics just throw myself into the into the deep end and, and i know they're open mics but they are they are serious serious shit out here yeah
0: for sure you know you gotta get that no no i'm turning my phone off actually right now you I, tell I everyone heard...
1: not, to, not to call you while you're talking to me well uh,
0: they heard Ask. you were they heard about the episode so everybody's <laughs> blowing me up you know <laughs> they're like you're not fucking it up are you <laughs> Where the beverages, Carl? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember, like, do you remember your first
1: time uh, doing it? Yes, I, I believe it was, uh, um, 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 not, not Springwater, uh, the other place on Music Row, Bobby's, Bobby's Hour. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Bobby's Hour. And it was, uh, you know, it's a divey bar. It's been around for a long time and uh and there was already an established mic there and i can't remember who was hosting it but i went i had like a you know i had my script my spiel that i did Mm -hmm. and uh and what threw me off completely was um like the place is filled with comics and i knew a lot of the people and so i was very excited to you know get to try out in front of them and maybe you know get some feedback afterwards but one by one after each comic did their bit because i signed up late um they left so by the time that i came up to the mic there was hardly anybody there and uh, i was like i felt abandoned not that anybody <laughs> owes me anything this is just my own this is my own brain i'm like they why i thought they liked me they did what, what what's going on here i thought everyone in Tennessee in tennessee supposed to be like supportive of one another yeah i was so so upset and it threw me for a loop and i and i definitely found myself trying to perform then just try to connect with the audience and be you know, and, and try to see if the, the jokes land, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you, did they land that night? Do you remember?
1: Gosh, I can't remember. I think I I opened, you know, I'm short, so I, I, I start with an easy thing to kind of like uh, break in the audience and and, uh, and make myself comfortable. So it's probably like a short joke, and people love that. Uh, <laughs> Self-deprecation is uh, always a good, a good oh, start. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Can everyone see me in the front? <laughs> that, no, and they love that and then i think it was i think it was kind of downhill after that
0: Ah, eh, well yeah that kind of happens but you know I, i'm gonna defend the comics i guess because i would only imagine that once they left they left to go to another mic
1: as i discovered later <laughs>
0: yeah 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 for sure but i'm sure yeah i'm yeah, sure you're yeah. on your first one you're like what the hell man yeah you yeah. know it's like <laughs>
1: yeah because I, I, I do end that, i ended up doing that uh myself because uh, you know and uh, was it gosh and, and remember in the olden days when there was mics all the time was it tuesday or wednesday night we'd go to east room and then bounce over to uh twin kegs and then yep. there was another one there's three so we the everyone you know they wanted to get their eight their their a-game polished
0: yeah you're right and it it's tuesday it's tuesday night yeah 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes yeah, fantastic man so, so like you're getting it you were getting into it and uh i got know, like who were like some of your comic influences that maybe have inspired you to want to do it,
1: yeah you know? oh man, like i said uh watching watching stand up since I was a kid, my parents you know coveted we coveted a uh, uh, like Bill Cosby himself that v h s oh yeah for sure um uh, uh and uh robin williams you know his 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 the the night at the Met, I would listen to that over and over and over again mm-hmm. um and do you remember? I don't know if it aired in in Tennessee, but on Saturday nights back in the early '90s, like '90 90, '91, opposite Saturday Night Live, there was a show called Comic Strip Live, and they yeah, shot it. vaguely. You know yeah, yes, yeah, it did. was. It was like the only thing that was on opposite SNL, and I was like, "Man, these guys have balls." Let me check it out, and it just—it <laughs> was just all stand-up. It was like an hour and a half of stand-up, and I saw guys like um, uh, the amazing Jonathan, uh, Dennis yeah. Wolfberg. Remember Dennis Wolfberg? I don't, man he 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 he's no longer with us uh, but i loved him because he was also an actor in in the show quantumly which i loved but he was oh yeah he he uh, talked like this he had, a, he, had, he had a like a receding hairline big red hair lots of big eyes and he would he would punctuate Everything that he said. Oh, I'm going to the doctor. I'm having a, a rigid sigmoidoscopy. They're being tested for things I never never thought I needed, like like a yeast infection. What am I going to suddenly sprout cookies in this in this <laughs> thing? You got you got to check him out. His his facial expressions, uh, his his first time on the Tonight Show is amazing. So I'm, I'm absorbing all this. I'm like, this is fun. Look at all these characters and they're uh, uh, Norm Macdonald, early Norm Macdonald. Oh
0: God, yeah. You know, I just I just started. Yeah. I, I was watching uh, the Norm show that's on Netflix now. Yes, and yes, like, yes, I don't know why I waited so long to start watching it. And, and I swear it only took one episode and I was like, okay. fell in love with Norm all over again, yeah, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. so I just ordered his, his book that he wrote a few years ago. Oh, I, watched, nice. I watched his last standup yeah, special yeah, yeah. again. So I'm like totally right there in Norm territory again, you know, he, it's, God, it's he's, he's basically living.
1: <laughs> he's, a, he's a dangerous, dangerously funny guy.
0: Man, he's probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. joke writers, you know, it's just, I love that style of his and it's so same, dry same. and unique to yeah, yeah, himself. Sure. Nobody else can do norm but norm, you know.
1: Indeed, indeed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh Mitch Hedberg. I like Mitch Hedberg. He's one of those guys. Sure. He kind of influences the because I still haven't. That's another thing. Have you you've been doing this for a couple of years? Have you found who Carl is on stage?
0: Yes and no. Um still I'm in long story short, I'm not there yet. You know, yeah. like I, I same. truly same. felt like I, I'm playing like I'm playing like a character of myself, you know, like the ultimate goal is to be as loose as like somebody like Mark Marin and just being yourself and honest. You know, I think that's the long goal, but yeah, you know, like I've got some things that, that I do that people might consider, Oh yeah, that's, that's a Carl joke or something. But as far as like a style, I don't feel like I've really, I'm there yet. Yeah. Same,
1: same. I don't know. Like I said, I mentioned Mitch Hedberg because i was writing jokes like that. Sure. The, uh, it's, fun. it's fun to write that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. i uh, i like being i like being called a masochist because it hurts my feelings. You know, <laughs> the, the stuff like that. Uh, but then i end up monologuing a bit and i think maybe my style might be might be long form because i like a, a more of a i like telling stories more than writing jokes. Writing jokes is still a complex problem for me. And then mm. and then like the main thing is just being comfortable on stage. Just like not feeling I have to fill up the silence with bullshit because I will that'll be my my uh my my safety, my flight or flight, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah, that makes and that's interesting again, like you said, like being an actor and that like you're kind of experiencing stage fright since it's a live thing, right? Versus versus studio work and doing a sitcom. Did you ever do like uh in your career, did you ever do like live performance like as far as uh theater and stuff
1: like that? I did a couple of plays when I was a kid, but mostly uh, did mostly TV and film. Uh, my, my agent I would love to have done a play, but my agent, uh, you know, would just politely said like, there's no money in it. And you know, you're doing good, you know, guest starring on these shows and uh, let's keep that momentum going. So. That
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah. but The sitcoms are always, they're always, most of them were done in front of a live audience uh, one or two days a week. So I, I had that experience but like I said it was always conditioned you know.
0: Yeah yeah for sure. Did you feel like more comfortable since you had like an ensemble that you were playing off of versus oh, yeah. like you know obviously being by yourself at a different beast altogether you know.
1: <laughs> yes yes it's all like it's all theater it's all pantomime you know they they're programmed as well they you know the 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 dialogue and the scenes is already is already there but nothing like uh nothing like getting up on stage Springwater or east room
0: it's a rush ain't it you know yeah, like yeah. even if there's like five people there it's i still get it doesn't matter if it, there's one person there i still get nervous you know and like sure every time yeah you know, i'd ask my friend carter you know carter glasscock
1: love uh, carter God, not, not within
0: glasscock, the first year oh yeah it's my guy man like yeah. not not long after i started doing it i asked him it's like how do, how do you combat uh nervousness you know because you look so comfortable on stage he's like carl i've done this been doing this for 10 years i get nervous every time so it's like great nothing yeah. to look forward to it gets it does not <laughs> my, change <laughs>
1: my uh my old acting teacher he refused to use the word nervous he says it's uh you say you're excited because it's the same it's the same feelings it's mm. uh, you're just exce- you know you and when you apply that to something that you love doing you, you love doing stand up i mean uh, it's the excitement of like i can't wait to get on stage I, i'm i'm hoping that this goes well i'm excited to deliver this i'm excited to fail i'm excited to kill um you just shift that in your in your brain and see how that how that does it
0: You know, i, I can remember where i heard this uh, i've been watching a lot of uh comedy lately which is new to me i usually don't watch a lot of like stand-up i, I kind of took a break once i started doing comedy mm-hmm. you know i just stopped watching stand-up specials but since the pandemic i'm not doing comedy so i'm like yeah, i'm gonna go watch catch up yeah. you know watch a I've lot of special uh see and the other day i watched ty berry's new special i watched uh norm's latest special i've been binging um comedians and cars you know i, I found yes, myself yes. being like two or three seasons behind on that sure sure so i'm really you know going back and watching that i watched the hannibal burris special that i never watched nice and uh you know it's all great but i can't remember it might have been a comedians and cars episode um talking about like excitement on mm-hmm. to be on stage sure and like i think I can't remember the guest that they talked about just dreading going on stage sure. and, and, and the excitement was only after it was over.
1: Sure. Yeah. And
0: yeah. that's exactly how I feel. Like I dread going on stage every time. Like if I could find an, uh-huh. an excuse, I, uh-huh. I'd find one or try to, but I could never find a good enough excuse. So I'm like, fine, I'll go up. Yeah. And then after I did it, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm glad I did it. Great. Now I got to go back next week, you know, or whatever. It's just like, now, now- then the dread starts again,
1: you know? now how much of your 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 set is um written and and do you rehearse it word word to like word by word or is it a little bit off the cuff
0: you know i'm still in that for me i, I find that it's all been pre determined you know and when i was probably the first six months I would stand do the classic standing from a mirror with a hairbrush in my hand and, and just memorize this stuff, just beat it down to where I had everything. I knew what four minutes was, you know, I had exactly four minutes of material. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't make the host mad ever, you know? And uh, yeah, it's all pre-written man. I, I, I admire the people that go up and can wing it. I can't, I have to have, I have to know mostly sure. what I'm saying. Sure, sure. It's only now that I, I'm happy you mentioned it. Just today I wrote a bit where I'm opening it up for like talking to the audience. But again, yeah. I'm writing it down down I'm like predetermining possible scenarios and stuff like that just to be more prepared, but uh-huh. uh it will be the illusion that it's off the cuff, but it's all, sure. you know, like for me it's still predetermined.
1: <laughs> sure, 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 sure. That's dangerous too because then it's the unpredictability of how the what the audience is going to Yeah, and, and how i going to respond which which might not be at all in any of any of the scenarios you concocted
0: right you know and i guess the worst thing you could do is bomb and that's not that's not the worst thing it's kind of funny. no no it's
1: it's, it's, a it's a badge uh a badge of honor for a comedian what
0: about what about you man like um do you prefer to have everything written or you like free form
1: i have when i started i would literally type out word for word my monologue Cause sure. I would, I would do stream of consciousness in my house. And I tweet about this the other day. I'm like, man, Mike, Mike stand up in my living room by myself is killing this, you know, uh, <laughs> it, and you know, this, my stream of consciousness, in my opinion, is working. It's sounding good. So I try to remember all that stuff and write it down word for word. And then when I go on stage, I will stumble because I'm, in my brain, I'm like, oh, but I forgot to say that part. That part was really good. And now it's now it's gone. I can't slip it back in. Yep. So I got to keep motoring forward. So I started writing just like a sentence or a word to remind me of that and then allow myself to go off from that. And then also that's smart. try to keep it under four minutes. That's the that's the biggest, that's the toughest thing for me is keeping keep it under four minutes and trying to do more than one joke. I guess. You know?
0: You know, like it, you mentioned, joke writing. That's that's one thing I, I really have enjoyed doing is writing jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I feel I'd, I do that more than I'm not a good storyteller. I am like offstage, but as far as like writing mm-hmm. uh, funny stories, mine's all just like joke mattered. Uh, I'm thinking of stringing jokes, and I've done this before, but like watching somebody like Rodney Dangerfield, mm-hmm. you know, he can have like eight jokes mm-hmm. uh, about one subject. So, like, mm-hmm. If I can find a subject, which I usually do, I'll just start writing jokes on a particular subject. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like my nod to Rodney.
1: And and it feels
0: more like story-based, but it's all just, again, just one or two lines in the same subject, you know?
1: Dig it, dig it, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, also over pandemic, uh, trying to come up with a set, and that's like stringing jokes that I like or jokes that kind of worked that can go off of one another. And, And instead of like maybe like one topic i'm trying to do three rule three maybe i'm overdoing it i don't know um but i, I feel that's where i can get the most punchlines. in. Hey,
0: jason do you have, have you gone to any mics since the uh the pandemic man
1: i haven't i'm one of those paranoid ones i just i it's don't want to contribute to all that and i and i you know i don't fault anybody uh for doing it i understand it's just not something i can uh, contribute to and it's 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 tough because i just i just moved to east nashville i moved to east nashville from mount juliet last January and of 2020.
0: Yeah. It was oh, a punch, wow.
1: punch. It was like bam, like tornado comes over <laughs> yep. our house. Yep. And uh and destroys, you know, most of the neighborhood. And then stay-at-home order. And I can I can walk to the East Room. So I was I was oh, I wow. was ready. I was like, I'm gonna go to the East Room. I'm gonna get in the Uber and go over to twin kegs. I'm gonna do everything. I'm just gonna really focus on this. I'm gonna really focus on it. And I haven't so I'm gonna I you know when, when I feel it's a, in a more comfortable space. I, I will for sure. Cause I'm, I'm hungry for it. I think it'd be great for me. He like said, as a performer and a, and a writer.
0: Absolutely, man. And you know, like the East room came back, I think, I think we came back in November, which I, I co-host with uh, Josh Lewis, Sean Parrott does too, but yeah, he's, he's on hiatus right now. And yes. bless him for that, you know, Absolutely. but like I decided to go back with Josh and, and, mm-hmm. and we did about, a month's worth of Tuesdays and then they shut down for a little bit and then we did like two more I think and then uh well I think the last one was um in January so uh yeah they shut down just to be safe until numbers come back sure. and I, I applaud that you know and East room sure. was a, not only Mike I was going to because I felt a, a sense of you know like well I co-host that I want to give this opportunity to comics that want to come out you know sure, so sure
1: and the, the stage is elevated and there's plenty of space and uh you know you yeah know, yeah and the shows were real go.
0: safe I, I have to say like they did everything that they could think of to make it
1: everybody comfortable so yeah and did you did did an audience show up for those shows? you know like
0: we would i think the biggest audience we had was like four tables you know so we had okay. probably 10 people there and it's like wow okay.
1: yeah because east room can, can fill up like you yes Go and uh for those who, who don't know, you go and you put your name in a hat, and you, you hope you get on stage. There's that many people.
0: Yeah, man, and like I, I think I think that's something we all totally uh, took for granted. You know, it's like week to week. Oh, it's another packed house. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you Now it- you see two people. are like, thank you, thank you so much for coming.
1: <laughs> I, I, it's in Nashville. I think it's one of the only cities that's, that does this. I don't know of any other city that talks about having such a, a big. A local comedy scene and I don't think a lot of people realize the the prowess that Nashville has and the level of talent that's here
0: oh man the talent you know is crazy and it's something I didn't know about until I was you know threw my hat in the ring like I, I'd had comic friends and you know like I knew that we're doing mics and stuff but I had no idea that level of talent until I started hanging out with these people yeah you know friends
1: like, with Evan you do a show with Evan
0: yeah we 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 started a show our <laughs> we did our first show on February 27th yeah. and then at the East room, it was really good. And then like two weeks later, phew, you know, yeah. everything. How's way. He good? He's, he's good. Of- he, yeah. We, uh, he, he works with me over at, over at the pub, the village yeah. pub. And so like, yeah, I saw him today,
1: you know, he's I, one of my favorites. I mean, talk about someone who's <laughs> found his persona on stage. Right? Yeah,
0: for sure. And, and <laughs> I, I, can, heard the, I, can, I, I heard can, the conversation I, with you guys as well. Yeah, I, I think that that was really unique because even comics on the scene didn't know hardly anything about the dude, yes. and and like,
1: uh, like when I first like, met him, like this yeah, off stage?
0: When I first met him, I didn't know if I could talk to him. You know, I was like, yeah. Yeah. can this man string more than five words together?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't
1: know if I was supposed to talk to him. I, was, I for the longest time like, does he want to be approached? <laughs> I, I, I hired him to do a Mars variety show I did it, oh, used to do it at my house in Mount Juliet and uh and his instructions are, so when I do the shows I try to keep it like uh just constant stimulation for the audience like uh there's music and comedy if there's an act on stage that's done lights out stage lights up at the bar and there's a skit at the bar I just don't want the. I don't want to give the audience time to look at their phones I want everyone to pay attention yeah so for 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 Evan his only instructions were I'm like here, here's who you're coming after. When they're done, the spotlight's gonna go on you and don't start, don't say a word until you are confident you have everyone's attention. And it was beautiful because if you don't, I mean, you know, Evan, I mean, for those who don't know, like just looking at him, is like what's going on here what this, this <laughs> level of discomfort that's going on so like the music act is done people are applauding and milling about and talking to each other they don't know what's going on next spotlights on him and it's taken a couple of minutes for people to to figure out and then people are looking where the spotlight is and it's just his face his big eyes and his mm-hmm. hand behind his head and he's worried it looks like he's going to explode and uh and then finally people are like Shh, calm down. And then he 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 starts and he does one of his his quick one-liners and he he had him by the balls every single one of them <laughs> the rest of the night. It was one of my proudest moments.
0: Uh yeah. But yeah, talk about a guy that that found his his voice on stage and yes. it's like the lack of voice, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. nobody nobody can use that that sense of space more than Evan, I don't think that no, i've seen indeed. anyway
1: no no he love he embraces that that silence that uh, that, it that cringe space. you yeah. know yeah it makes, my, makes my skin crawl just thinking about it no i've tried i've space. i've tried to do
0: stuff. that i've tried to do like an evan impersonation on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like or like my version of it like uh-huh. on a set and it did not work no. <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like I, I don't even write that way so it's like uh-huh. i write faster so it's just like it doesn't make sense you know sure, to be sure. slow i don't yeah
1: but right right yeah that's a good experiment all that
0: though yeah yeah for that one time that it didn't work you know (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i'm glad you brought up mars variety show and uh for the people that don't know uh what season are you on now like second season
1: we did two seasons i am actively working on a third season perfect
0: and and it's on youtube
1: it's on youtube
0: so like like where did the inception of this come up
1: well i was turning 40 and
0: a long time ago
1: a long time ago (laughs) six it's been six years ago and uh right. and I I was just moved here and uh I've been obsessed with these Dean Martin show specials I found like these DVDs these compilations and I was just I couldn't I couldn't get enough like the 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 organic feel of them the level of talent that was going on and there was sketches there was great music um and there was Dean being Dean um and and I was like you know for my 40th birthday, I want to do something special. I don't need, like, a motorcycle. I don't want to do that. I don't want to jump out of a plane. I want to throw myself a variety show. I'll be the Dean Martin because I can do that. I'll be the personality. I know musicians here. I know comedians. I know artists. And, uh, and we'll get a space. And I'll just do it. Because I had this idea that I told you about. of just having it relentless. Like, just one act after another. Stage, stage right, bar over right here. Yeah. So, uh, I did it. I got a space uh, in East Nashville called The Building which is literally yeah. no longer there anymore. I remember the building. Yeah. Yeah. It turned into a tattoo parlor and then the tattoo parlor got destroyed. Yeah. In the, in
0: the,
1: uh, it's, I mean, it's gone. It's just a slab. Uh, so I went there. That's,
0: that's the name of it now. It's called the slab. It's,
1: it's called the slab. There's no cover to get in there, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I did the show there. Uh, you know, it was completely self-serving. My birthday and it went over so well that the, uh, the owners of the venue asked me to do it again. The cast asked me to do it again. They're like, Nashville needs this. I'm like, really? This seems so pedestrian, but you, but really? And, uh, and I, I did four more. They were oh, cool. so much fun. And, uh, and then I started branching off into, uh, like doing like one-off producing shows. Like I do, I'd curate uh, an eight off eight at mercy lounge or, um, I'd find a, a a musician and and work with them and book them and and uh and then always in the back of my mind you know my background's television yeah uh Mars variety show should be a like a tv thing because it, it, I don't think anyone's doing variety shows like they did back in the day like Dean Martin like haw, you know oh yeah that's that's what that's what I was trying to emulate just the the randomness the quick jokes and uh I tried, I, I tried to get some funding through private sponsorship and uh, you know, no one was really on board and uh, uh, and then COVID happened and I was like, you know, I think people will be forgiving if I, if we all do this on our phones, you know, sure. Uh, a, a lot of content is, you know, Saturday night live did it quite loud. Uh So I started doing it on the reaching out to people. They would record performances, send them to me. I cobble it all together. And what you see is, about 13 episodes on uh on the, on the youtube
0: yeah you know one thing that that struck me uh, from uh, you know some of the episodes was i didn't think about this like you're able to get people from all over the country right yes yeah yeah which is very really cool really great idea you know, so yeah. you don't just get Nashville flavor. You got everybody, man, doing all kinds of I, stuff, man.
1: Yeah, the second season, I went. Uh, I had a friend from Australia send me a song. This wonderful performer, because it, it's all about. I mean, it, it's self-serving, but it's also it was designed to showcase the indie talent. We know, like you, you,
0: you, know? you say self-serving, but I thought the opposite when I was watching it, man. It's like this is not self-serving at all.
1: Oh, well, thanks. You know, thanks.
0: like I actually yeah. thought that thought. It's like, no, this is very giving, very.
1: Well, I guess I should just say give people a platform. Itself. Yeah, it started self-serving but but it 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 morphed into like there are so many great musicians here in Nashville that nobody knows about who play for like they pour their guts out on stage for six people on Lower Broad mm-hmm. and they deserve a bigger audience. There's comedians who you and I see who, who who I I feel more people should know about and I have a modest following just from my TV background. And, uh, and and so I, ha- I have a built-in audience, and and I can I can share with these people the the talent that I that I see that's here in in, in Tennessee. So uh, yeah, it is the second season. I did kind of go all over the place as uh, you know, just to show like, look, it can be you know indie talent from anywhere. The third season will be concentrated more in Nashville because I have to I'd like to record them in person, and I want to be able to. So it's going to have to be people local.
0: No, I dig that too, man. Like yeah. for sure. You know, and that ties in with this thing, you know, being being local, you know, and right. Just trying to showcase the people that I want to showcase. You know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I thinks, you know, value to the scene, man. And you're yes, definitely I included in that, brother.
1: That, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. That's a that's a I appreciate you for doing this because that's I for I love conversations. I can listen to comedians talk all day. Uh and uh and and I I I know almost everyone that you you talk to yeah and, have, and it's great insight for me into them because most of them like I still feel like I'm the guy that doesn't fit in I and this is this is all these stuff I I put in my own brain Carl <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm like they must they must think like oh who's this guy from TV who thinks he can come in and try to be a comic and you know we're really talking about our lives this sort of thing so I I have I I that's that's why it was nice for me to like hear your conversation with john hickok who i'm a big fan of like oh my god so he's well he's he's really cool he's got this great uh youtube presence and uh i I find this this great insight into them because they even sativa talk about where they came from you know yeah
0: yeah Uh, man for sure
1: yeah it's i i get i get i personally get a lot from it too i love love the Badam training just don't ask alexa to play it (laughs) unless you like french music man wait 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 merci (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you have any uh like when when COVID hopefully you know when this pandemic starts like easing up and we can start doing stuff? Do you have aspirations to uh to bring it back live, to bring back the variety show?
1: Absolutely. I, yeah, I would love a, to
0: see that live, man.
1: Yeah, I'm craving it, craving it. It's finding a space. That's the toughest part because the, the building was perfect. It was cabaret style. I don't know if you remember, but they had the stage, they had they had uh, like circular tables. They had a bar in the back. The, the there was room on on stage right and left, so I could literally fill it up, uh, on uh, like a clock, you know, and and then even get a chance to work the crowd in the middle. So it's hard to find something like that. I don't. I've tried doing it on, like a stage with an audience behind it, like like theater. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be a little bit more immersive for what I, what I want to do. Um. So it's just, it's about finding that space and have been haven't been able to go and scout locations
0: sure you know and like it's a little early i think you know because we don't know what's happening yet but like i applaud that man are you writing comedy dude like are you sharpening your knives for your big uh combat
1: Uh, yes i am for my (laughs) for my big next four minute open mic set uh uh, yeah i've been uh notating uh uh cleaning up old notes putting together uh uh like a a five-minute, like some solid five minutes. Putting Good. together fifteen-minute, um, and practicing that flow. I'm trying to. I, I usually bounce around, but I'm trying to hone one thing now before I I branch out. So I have this this one particular thing going with the short jokes at first. Maybe talking about COVID a little bit. Yeah. And then um and then uh I forgot the third thing. That's why I wrote it down. But yeah, just trying to find my next plan is like. I I, I do believe that my my style is is long form i i it's it's talking to an audience it's connecting and letting the humor derive from that and it's just trying to find a way to write the jokes yeah within that you know
0: well you know like like also being that we're about the same age comedy wise mm-hmm. that like i think it's great that we don't have our style set yet you know it, it, we're able to sure. experiment with all kinds of stuff and see what sticks you know exactly
1: exactly not just
0: audience wise but also like does this fit your Personality, you know, or your preference, you know. What would be awful if, like, <laughs> the one thing you hate to write about becomes the big hit, you know, like, or the one joke you hate becomes the joke, you know. I
1: don't. I don't write jokes I hate. Do you write jokes you
0: hate? <laughs> uh, I write I'm
1: jokes. bastard, of you?
0: I write jokes other people hate. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's different. We that's my we style. Can't, we can't help that. We can't help
0: that. <laughs> but you know, I, 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 I love the the fact that you can tell a joke at one room and it can be pretty good. And then you go, the, you feeling good about it. And so yeah, you yeah. go to the next mic and it completely bombs.
1: Yes. You know, what is that? What is that magic? Is it, is it, <laughs> is it, what what was the, the, the act that went on before you at the other place? Is it just the mood of the place? They didn't mix the drinks, right?
0: Yeah. It's the magic. Like you said, yeah. yeah. Everything has to be lined up, you know, sure. and I probably wouldn't keep doing it, but I've seen, bangers bomb and sure. that gives me hope you know it's like yeah everybody bombs you know
1: yeah. and uh you know like like your podcast i listen to like wtf and Gilbert yeah. Gottfried podcast and i like uh, car, uh, comedians in cars and every big comedian that you and i have listened to has 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 a bomb story yeah if, that they bombed and uh and or it would still happen you know uh it's uh it's inevitable and uh and part of me craves it you know i think i need a soul crushing thing so i can rise like the phoenix
0: exactly and it it does it it it, if you want it then yeah you're gonna have to go through that and like, but it makes you better yeah yeah so much so that the bombs don't hurt as bad each time
1: yeah yeah but i'm serious i'm serious about i want to work the open mics i really want to hone it i want to uh, i want to tour i want to go different places i really want to experience uh the the lifestyle i'm i I love it i love comics i i I, it's just it's a it's a unique world that i'm not used to yeah and uh and you know even if you know uh, my my goal is not to be on snl it's just to sharpen myself as a human being and because i think comedians connect with each other in a way that actors don't you know there's just there's just uh like you guys are I mean, my my situation is unique because I I was a child actor. I was yeah, I was in that, you know, on sound stages in an adult world. Um, there is comedy that can come from that, but uh, but also, you know, you, ha- having a a real childhood and growing up in, in in small towns or family things or what other other interesting things you can derive from. I'm losing my train of thought. Seth, cut this part out. Is Seth Palmer still <laughs> still editing your. your no, stories? man, he no, just... he cut
0: he cut he cut my uh, training wheels off a long time ago, man. He's like, okay. here you go, my All young right. son, go with.
1: Well, it. <laughs> well, try to try to fix that fucking uh, awful stream of consciousness. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, want serious? I'm excited about it. Want to want to do it some more? That's
0: perfect, man. Yeah. You know, I, I applaud you for doing it. I'd love to see you on that damn stage. You know what I'm saying?
1: Same, 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 same.
0: Jason, uh, about to wrap this thing up, brother. Uh, uh, Can you share with the good people uh, where they can find you online, dog? Uh,
1: Yeah, great place to end it. By the way, at my colossal,
0: uh, (laughs) I'm leaving it in self
1: consciousness. (laughs) Uh, Where can they find me in in the fetal position after I hang up? Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at Jason Marsden, uh, Twitter at Jason Marsden. I'm on. I do the TikTok. Cause that's where you gotta go and get, get the people. And, uh, and, uh, and I'd love it if you followed me on YouTube. I have two channels of Jason Mars in there and then I also have Mars presents Mars presents is where you can find the Mars variety show or just type in the Mars variety show, uh, dot com, And you can see all those, those episodes. There it
0: is, man. Hey, check it out. Uh, I wasn't gonna leave us high and dry like that. I got one more thing to mention. Yes. And, uh, uh, I'd be a we're talking comedy to not yes. talk about the film that you did with Billy Crystal.
1: Ah, in yes. That, in
0: the early 90s, Mr. Saturday Night, which was Billy Crystal's movie about a stand-up comedian. That's right. That's and right, you that's played right. the young Billy Crystal, man.
1: That's right, man. Thank you for bringing that up. No, oh. no one ever wants to talk about that because it's it was a it was a little known Billy Crystal movie. Uh but yeah, I guess I got my yeah, I guess I got my my stand-up. I started my stand-up in that movie because it was I was playing a um a young stand-up. Uh, yeah, for those who aren't familiar, uh, so Billy Crystal's in movies like Miss, uh, City Slickers and uh, When Harry Met Sally, and he, for his directorial debut, he had a character that he would do in his act, uh, Buddy Young Jr., who was kind of like a, you know, a soupy sales, a, you know, a, a Shecky Green sort of character that came up through vaudeville and uh, had a lot of success in the 50s, and then just kind of aged out. And uh and the movie kind of goes back and forth. And I got to play his character uh at 13 and 16, uh doing stand-up for the first time on uh, on the in the borscht belt. And uh it was uh it was awesome. It was a great time. I was a big Billy Crystal fan. I must have uh, my audition process must have been I think I must have read for him like 15 times. He kept oh, wow, it was relentless. He kept bringing me back. Um it, it was always just me. The guy that was playing young David Paymer, they had a couple of different people for that, but it was always just me. Uh, so I felt confident, but but every time there was a callback, I, I was just crushed. I was like, what am I not doing? What am I not doing right? Hmm. Uh, but he was uh, fantastic. He, Billy Crystal, he called me. I came home one Sunday and he had called. And uh, it's one of those things like, oh yeah, is this really you? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's really. I, I need <laughs> you to... Jason, you just sound a little bit more like me. So I'm going to send you some uh, a tape of me doing the the dialogue and um, they sent me a couple of his his stand up specials on VHS to study his rhythms and the character Buddy Young was in one of those uh, uh, specials and uh, and I booked it and it was a uh, it was a glorious, a glorious good time. And you could Great. see 17 year old Marsden that uh, uh, you think he's gonna bomb but he ends up killing it on stage there it is <laughs> again which, written and uh, and and orchestrated for everyone to laugh at the right spots but it was still it was a good time
0: perfect yes. which is in my dvd collection yes and i'm gonna probably watch it after this after this thing man
1: there you go there so, you go
0: yeah kick it off jason Don't i appreciate you man appreciate oh, you hanging appreciate out with you. us thanks and, for, uh, thanks
1: for having having me back because i uh I, I would be very sad if I didn't get to make the cut. Hey, thanks for coming back, man. And look, I
0: didn't spill anything on this thing. I love you did,
1: it. You yay, 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 yay. <laughs> it's
0: a good day, man. <laughs> well,
1: let's have, uh, when this is over, we'll have real drinks together and, and talk talk some more shop because I, I like talking to you.
0: All right, same here, Mars. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Later, man. And there it was, guys. Appreciate y'all for hanging out the entire time, man. You guys are excellent. As always, follow the Badum Ching with Carl. Now on most platforms, man, I ain't got to tell you unless I do. But go check it out anyway, man. I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook now as the Badum Ching with Carl. Uh, Instagram and Twitter being uh, at CR3 Podcasts. So go like and you'll get on the inside scoop, as it were, of what's happening at the Badum (laughs) Chain. Plenty more where that came from, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll see you next week and check this out. See you later.